online. So shout out to Pastor Key and our online family. We're so glad you can join us via YouTube. And if you if this is your first time visiting us today, or you know if you are just visiting us because um, it's Easter Sunday, we're so glad that you can join us. Um, this is the greatest celebration to the Christian faith. So we're very excited that you're here. Today, we celebrate Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, for the victory that he won on the cross. Today, we celebrate the resurrection power that gives us life forever with God. Today, we celebrate Jesus Christ, our high priest, who is seated at the right hand of the Father, and we patiently wait for his glorious return. Today, we celebrate Jesus Christ, who is alive. Amen? So tell your neighbor, Jesus is alive. And then tell your other neighbor, Jesus is alive in you. Today, um, our scripture, it's coming from John 3.16. And this is a scripture we know, probably many of us know very well, but let's read it together, okay? So let's go. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Everybody said, amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for your love that was shown on the cross, and we thank you for the resurrection power that makes us alive in you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would be with us as we talk about your resurrection power. Would you fill our hearts with your love today and fill our hearts with celebration for all that you've done for us, especially this Easter. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said amen. So John 3.16 is probably one of the most well-known verses in the Bible. It's often the first Bible believers memorize. It's the verse most seen on bumper stickers. Um, and along with the fish, it's probably the most popular, right? It's also the first verse that people hear when they are told the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. That God the Father loves us so much that he gave his one and only son so, so that we can have forever with him. John 3.16 is a very foundational verse in our faith. But when you repeat something often enough, it kind of loses its charm, right? It becomes predictable in your heart. And the thing that once was so exciting is just now an ordinary thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's cool that things get ordinary. Honestly, I think it'd be weird if you started crying every time you saw John 16. Can you imagine crying every time you saw a car that's at John 3.16? That's just straight up weird, right? However, I do believe that there is something about revisiting the thing that became ordinary to remember why you were excited about it in the first place and why you fell in love with it. Today, I don't have a long message, but I do have this message. Our Father in heaven loved you so much that he sent his precious son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to take the punishment for our sins so that we can have forever with him. Amen? So who's our Father in heaven? God is. He has many titles. God the creator, Yahweh, Master, Lord, etc. And he's all those things. 
But today, I just want to focus on God our Father. I don't know what you feel when you hear love and father together. Some of you might not have a dad, or some of you might not have a very good relationship with your father. Others of you can be like so confident and say, I had an awesome dad, I have an awesome dad. Wherever you are on the spectrum, your earthly father's love does not compare to the love that our heavenly father has for you. The father's love is full of grace, full of truth, and full of mercy. He wants to give you all the things of his kingdom and give you abundant life, which means in him you will lack nothing. The Father's love is perfect. 1 John 4.18 says, Perfect love casts out all fear. Fear has something to do with punishment. But hear what John 3.16 is saying to us this morning. You see, when Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit, sin entered the world, and it broke our relationship with God. What was once a perfect relationship between man and God was tainted and caused the separation between us sinners and our holy God. We were destined for death, but God's love, God's love for us was bigger than the schemes of the enemy. Romans 6 says that the wages of sin is death. But because of God's perfect love, our debt has been paid in full and we don't have to fear anymore. Is that good news to somebody in this room? Thank you. However, all of this, it can't be passed. It's not possible without Jesus. Jesus Christ is the Son of God and our Savior. Jesus, who was 100% human and 100% God, was with the Father from the very beginning of creation. But he left all of that. He left all his glory and came to earth as a mere human being to reconcile our broken relationship with God. Jesus was perfect. Even though he was tempted in every way, he never sinned. Even though people were against him and his ministry, he never stopped doing what the Father was doing. Jesus' heart, it, it was that of the Father's. And although it was not easy, Jesus went on the cross so that we can have eternal life. There, was, there is no more. There is no need for blood sacrifices, for the atonement of sins anymore because Christ's blood washed us clean once and for all. Three days after his death, Jesus rose from the tomb and he rose in his resurrected body just as he had promised. He showed himself to the disciples, including the women that had walked with him. And after ascending to heaven to sit at the right hand of God, he sent the helper the Holy Spirit to be with us. All this he did because he loved us. You know, I heard a pastor say that the resurrection power, it's not powerful without love. In some Sunday school material, because I'm the children's pastor here, if you didn't know, but they say that, you know, Jesus came on a mission to rescue us. While that's true, it's also not the whole truth. As you read through the Gospels, you can see how Jesus' heart, it grows fonder of his disciples and his followers. 
in Gethsemane, you see his agony over his calling, but he chooses the Father's heart over his fleshly desires. He didn't do it out of obligation. He didn't do it because he was sent here to do that. That was not his main motivation. His main motivation was because God so loved the world, because Jesus loves us, and the Holy Spirit loves us, that Christ died on the cross. Because of love, we are citizens of God's kingdom, and because of love, we are made right with God. Because of love, we are forgiven. Because of love, we can celebrate the resurrection power that lives inside of us. Because of love, we get full access to the throne room of God, the King. The veil that once separated us from the holy presence of God is now torn and doesn't exist anymore because of the blood of the perfect lamb that made us righteous before the throne. But there's one condition. There's one condition. And it's this. We must believe. We must believe this love we have in Christ and his resurrection. He's the only way because the cross was the only way. He's the only way because what was done on the cross is final. Can I get an amen? So if the praise team can come up, I told y'all it was going to be short. Um, For those of us that confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, I hope and I pray that the cross has not lost its effect on you. Because the world may think it's foolish, but the cross is our power. 1 Corinthians 1.18, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It's interesting. I heard, about, I heard this um, verse like, like last week sometime, and since then, every week, I mean, like every day, somebody else, somebody new has been saying this first. And I think there's so much power in just this one short sentence. On the cross, Jesus displayed the greatest power, which was full surrender to God. And you might think, isn't surrendering losing? <laughs> Actually, no, at least not in the upside down kingdom, of, kingdom that we call heaven, where In the kingdom of heaven, the first is last and the last is first. So Jesus, when he surrendered on that cross, surrendered all of it on the cross, he gave full access to the power of God to do exactly what we needed. For those of you who have not yet received this love, I pray that the cross becomes your power. I pray that the Spirit of God fills your heart from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes with his unrelenting love for the one that left his flock for. Jesus says in Luke 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he was quoting Isaiah 61, 1 and 2, which is actually our theme verse this year, come awake. And I believe that this 
proclamation that Jesus made in the beginning of his ministry is not just for them, it's for us today. But unless our hearts are soft to the cross, unless we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, this healing, this promise of good, this promise of freedom, this promise of being free from oppression has no power. So on Good Friday, um, I got to speak because, you know, Pastor Key got Rona. And um, something I asked our group was, is your heart soft to the cross? Is your heart soft to the cross? Has your heart gotten hardened? Or is your heart still hard to the love that was displayed on the cross, to the truth that God so loved the world that He sent His one and only Son to die so that we can have eternal life? So I want to ask you guys that question again. Is your heart soft to the cross? Or if you're not yet a believer, are you open to this truth? Are you open to this love? But another question I wanted to ask today was, do you receive the power of the resurrection? Do you receive this love that gives you this access, this freedom, this life abundant with the Father? So with your eyes closed, I just want us to reflect on those questions. Examine your heart. Is my heart soft to the cross? Do I have thanksgiving in my heart for what He's done? Or have I just treated it like an ordinary thing? But can I tell you something? Today is definitely not the day that this truth stays ordinary. Today is definitely not the day that you say, oh yeah, John 3.16. No. Today is the day you say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you, Jesus, that you came as a man so that you knew what we were going through. Even though you were tempted in every single way, you did not sin because you wanted to be the perfect lamb for our, to sacrifice on our behalf. Thank you, Lord, that you took my punishment, the one that I deserved, which was death. But now I get to have life and life to the full. And you know what? This life is not the end. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's not just about heaven. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. And that, that is what we're living for. Not just today, but that, that future glory is what we're looking forward to. And so as you just reflect on your heart, if there's anyone in this room that wants to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or even if you're just, if you want to start the process by opening up your heart to the Lord, why don't you just begin to invite the Holy Spirit into your heart and say, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you access to this hardened heart. Make it soft. Lord, that the power of the resurrection would spring up praises and thanksgiving and celebration. So why don't you go ahead and lift up your own prayers right now.